This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. I sent you an article by a doctor, and I've also been reading uh, a lot of stuff by the dude I talk about, P.D. Mangan's Twitter feed. And it seems like one of the biggest risk factors for getting sick from the coronavirus, I mean seriously ill, is obesity and metabolic syndrome. And metabolic syndrome is mostly excess inflammation, things like insulin resistance, high blood sugar, prediabetes, diabetes, high blood pressure, that kind of stuff. And that is mostly you can do something about that. You know, People have different genetic dispositions, but if you cut out all the processed food, eat real food, at least from the studies that I've been reading about, it seems like, I don't want to say you've got a carte blanche to go out and get sick, and obviously there's reasons not to uh, get other people sick, but you may be safe if you take care of your metabolic situation, essentially. Yeah, I mean, which is, I mean, it's kind of how you live anyway, but um, yeah, I know that diet is important, and I passed that article you sent me on to a few people, so no, I appreciate that, and uh, I'm trying to do the best myself, for sure. It makes sense, too, so yeah, cut out the sugar. Yeah, and the seed oils. I mean, people think, oh, all right, I'm holding up at my house, I may as well bust out the oh, yeah, no, box of Oreos like the and exactly. watch like Netflix. The opposite effect is what's going to happen. If people are going to sit at home and not exercise and eat all the garbage that's easiest out of the packages. So yeah, that's going to have like the opposite of, and, of what people should be doing. And I'm not saying I know for sure this is true. It's just, you know, I've read some research. It's persuasive to me. Obviously, it helps prevent all kinds of other diseases. Why wouldn't it help prevent this kind of disease? And there's, you know, causal mechanisms of how your body will overreact if it's if it can't deal with certain things because you're metabolically already damaged uh, in your day-to-day life. But it's kind of like there's something a little nefarious almost that, you know, modern medicine doesn't want to really go there. You don't see major organizations like the CDC or the FDA or the American Heart Association or the American Cancer Society, all these acronyms going out and saying, you know what, this actually does reduce cancer We've, done, we've put a lot of money into these studies, don't eat these kind of foods. They never do it. And I think part of it's that those foods are really profitable. If they started getting into that research, they might get lawsuits. They might have to really you know, prove and defend it to a level they don't want. Secondly, uh, they're not profitable. Uh, you know, selling, telling people to eat meat and vegetables and real food is not profitable for anybody. So there's no real incentive. And of course, what's profitable is selling drugs and you know, making, selling all sorts of new patented cancer treatments. And I'm not saying those don't work. I'm sure some of them do, some of them don't. I have no idea. But 
What if the key to sort of eliminating this entire scourge is if everybody just went on incredibly whole foods, real diet, a real diet with no, you know, few grains, few omega-6s, lots of omega-3s, lots of fish and meat and vegetables, organic, and that was the cure, and people could go out again. But nobody's going to even test this out or try this or examine this, no matter how high the correlation is between morbidity and some of these conditions, because the whole system is set up not to do this. Again, I'm not saying this is the case. I'm just saying, assuming it were the case, and there is some evidence that it's helpful. I'm not saying it's completely the case, or that I even know for sure that it's the case. But assuming it were the case, they still wouldn't do it. Like, we still wouldn't know. They're not going to try to find this out. It's kind of, it's kind of screwed up. Well, isn't the original food pyramid, like, essentially upside down? I mean, what, they were being ta- what we were being taught as kids was, like, the opposite of how you should eat. Uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of refined grains and instead of you know, healthy fats and, and nutrient-rich, you know, meats and vegetables. And, and it's, just, it's just crazy. Like, it's like they wouldn't do anything about it. I kind of think about that with, like, Bitcoin, too. It's like it'll solve so many of these problems that we've had, but... The system runs the opposite. The opposite is required for the system to run. So you're you're not going to know about that. And it's just this huge catastrophe is going on. People are dying. People are sick. Healthcare workers are overwhelmed, taking huge risks. And even if, but they won't even bother to test like what you know what works for this. And and this guy P.D. Mankin, who I just mentioned, he sent a, a study uh, that talked about that a lot of people in hospitals did better when they were given like basic amino acid supplements, you know, protein stuff that's in proteins, stuff that's in meat. There's all these amino acids in meat. Um, I don't know, tyrosine and lysine. And there's a whole bunch There's you know, I don't know how many, but there's a whole bunch of specific amino acids that come from mostly meat. I think you can get some of them from vegetables. Giving supplements of those apparently helped uh, the recovery rates of various illnesses in nursing homes. Because the hospital, the nursing home feeds you shit. It's like chocolate pudding and jello. It's the worst of the worst. So they send you to the hospital and they feed you foods that jack up your blood sugar and screw up your metabolism. And then you get sick and die of infections or, of, you know, they, you're sick in the hospital and you're not, your body's not getting the raw materials it needs to heal. So it just, it just struck me. Again, I don't want to say, oh, you're set. Don't worry if you're eating like this. Um, and a lot of people think they're eating healthy, and they're not. But this should be an experiment at the very least. Like, you know, how can it hurt to experiment on keeping people completely healthy, eating stuff that, you know, why wouldn't a bunch of older people say, all right, screw it, I, I won't eat any sugar or seed oils for a month, and we'll do this in the nursing home and see if that helps everybody survive this, you know, in a high-risk place like that. So the last update of the hospitalization for the major risk factors, the top one was diabetes, then lung disease, and then cardiovascular disease, and uh, yeah, your immune, what is it, you, you immunocompromised. Right. So it sounds like those are all things that could that help that, you know, before we knew that the, the, that would help. I mean, you're not going to change it overnight, but I think some of these uh, metrics improve pretty quickly. You get a little exercise, some fresh air, and you know, not, you know, walk around the block, get some fresh air, some sun and eat proper foods. And more than importantly than eating, skip a meal for 12 hours or, um, cut out the garbage. It might have like an incredibly major effect on the results, you know, on, on how well people do. And 
turn this into a way more manageable situation. But no one's, you know, individuals are trying it. Obviously, lots of people eat healthy and, and are informed about this stuff, but it's so isolated that there's no way to. Oh, yeah. No, they don't, it doesn't get talked about much at all. Yeah. I mean, it should be like, number one, eat, get rid of the sugars and, and seed oils, number one, just anyway in your life, but especially when you need to be strong to fight something off. So that's just, anyway, I'd follow PD Mang and he has a lot of good suggestions, but that's like my number one thing. Get out, get some sun, get my feet on the ground in the grass. Apparently that's good for you. Uh, eat healthy. You know, I take some vitamin C and vitamin D. Okay. So now, so if you go for a walk around your neighborhood, are you wearing a mask now? No, not in the neighborhood, but I did finally wear a scarf. I don't have a mask. I wouldn't know where to get one, but I have a scarf. I put around my face in the grocery store when I'm indoors. Yeah. Okay. Um, and the scarf kind of sucked because I kept falling down. I have to, I'm like touching my face, touching something. I'm like, this is worse than not having it. So I'm like, I got to get like an old (laughs) t-shirt and like tie it tight around my face, you know, something that's going to hold. But yeah, if I'm out on the street in the fresh air, I'm not too worried. I'll just kind of walk yeah, wide berth around people. But yeah. if I'm in a grocery store, definitely I would these days wear a mask. Yeah, okay. That's what I've been doing um, as far as the, the walks. Uh, well, speaking of your other Twitter... Real man, real man goes to the bank and uh, does his banking in a ski mask. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. What was your other Twitter follower? Who said something, you said something about a real man too, right? I think it was an April Fool's joke he was playing though, right? To be, uh, he's, he's over the process or whatever. Oh, uh, that guy. Yeah, he was saying. Uh, yeah, it was one of the investment guys I follow, and he said, "I'm just going by feel. Fuck the process." And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, "Now yeah. you're speaking my language, dude. Now a real, yeah. real man goes by feel in the markets. Yeah. Doesn't have, have, have you, Yeah, I think he was April Fool was in that though, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that guy. Yeah. Yeah. that yeah. guy's all about his process, right? Right. Um, but have you, so, have you, have you seen any of the shenanigans? Speaking of the day of we're recording this. Uh, the I'm April sure Fools. you played a lot of hijinks yourself. Uh, yeah. Well, when I woke up this morning, Sasha told me that the quarantine in Portugal was over, actually. I said, oh. really? Oh. What does that mean? Let me go to the beach or what? And then she said, April Fools. Oh, nice. So, okay. I, I right. just woke up, you know, so I didn't really know what the hell was going on. I did see Portugal gave, like, migrants and asylum seekers full citizenship. I saw that in the reports. You know, honestly, I feel pretty good about Portugal. I'm not going to I don't, I don't want to live to... I don't want this to age badly. But... You know, people are mostly not out and about. Park is empty. It's I got it all to myself. I don't have any police or anybody bossing me around. If I'm going to the grocery store, going to the park, no one seems to really bother me. Um, there's some people who are a little bit like on their phone, like not walk, looking where they're going, get a little closer than you'd prefer. But I think the risk when you're outside is a little less. It just seems like a pretty mellow place. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of fascism going on here. It seems to be voluntary. And it's going to get hit hard and... Portugal, unlike the U.S., Portugal can't print euros, right? I mean, it's the European central banks that print. Portugal is just a small, poor country compared to, you know, Germany and France and, well, U.K. is out now, but, you know, Spain, which is in trouble. If the government has to pay people's rents or whatever they're doing in the U.S. or pay for businesses, Portugal can run out of money. So that's the the downside here is that it's not like the U.S. can fake it. I don't think the fake is going to work in the long term, but at least the U.S. can print whatever it needs to in the short term. That's going to have consequences, obviously, but it's a little bit different. But so far, so far, it's good. But I I read some also some scary shit also, if you want to go there. Sure. All right. So everyone's like, all right, you know, it's not that bad. Like the grocery stores are stocked with food and. You know, the truckers and they're doing their jobs and driving across the country, delivering supplies to various parts of the country. And everyone's doing that. And the essential things, you know, like truckers and grocery store workers and pharmacists are all still working. But somebody was, some guy I read 
was writing, well, yeah, but what happens is, you know, maybe the trucks are uh, essential, but what about the guy who makes the parts for the trucks? You know, when the truck finally breaks down after two months or, you know, the, the truck that goes to the grocery store with all the food, those things start popping tires or those things start uh, needing mechanical help. Have they really thought through every little last minute detail of the supply chain? What about the packing material for the, you know, whatever goods that need to be shipped? Yeah, the farmer might be growing those goods, but maybe there's only a two-month supply of the thing it's packed in or whatever. And, you know, to think that the authorities, as inept as they are, have thought through all of these details. It may be that we're, you know, the, the essentials are cool for a while, but do we have the backup stuff that has stopped? You know, people go to work, they're like, I work on these parts for things. Well, how many of those parts are in stock? What about uh, the power supply, the power plants and the internet providers? Are there, you know, parts that break and need to be replaced at those places? You know, maybe it's pretty easy to sort of have isolated people who are critical to the infrastructure, keep it running, but is, is there maintenance that needs to happen that's not easy to happen without certain things that have now been off, you know, out of work for three to six months. And if some guy's writing, he's like, he talked to a friend of his that's in like the supply chain business. And he's like, this is not, you may, it might look fine for a month or six weeks or two months or whatever it is, but there's going to be some breakdowns in the chain at some point. And some things that are available now might not be available. I mean, that makes sense because yeah, as you said, probably who, who's thinking that ahead and who's thinking of that now. And also with all their, um, uh, I know the government's, uh, their attentions elsewhere. So they probably are not thinking ahead and, and the tertiary effects for sure. So yeah, I could, I could see that as being a, a, an issue here that probably people aren't, aren't thinking of, you know, 1500 cops have tested positive in New York alone. I mean, just think of the ramifications there. Like what if a police force can't suddenly do their job? I mean, how many I guess there's a lot of calls to the fire department too. I mean, so I don't know. There's a lot of ramifications, unforeseen things. And yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Yeah. We, we think of the truck drivers, but what about the step before that even? There's other huge implications, which is that people have already lost faith in institutions and the government has kind of one shot to get this right. You know, they have this bailout and they're like bailing out these corporations and, 25 million to the Kennedy Center for the arts or whatever. I mean, seriously? And and I'm all for the arts, but I mean, you know, there's stuff like that and they're trying to surveil people with their cell phones and who's been where. Yeah, there's and, so much of that that I for, forgot to even bring well, up. So, that, so there's you know, so many of those. This is, in addition, like rent is due, you know, today and a lot of landlords, you know, we we rent out our house and you know, our tenants are really good, but if they said, "Listen, well, let's we got to talk, you know, we, we would talk to them about it. The bank's not giving me a break on the mortgage. So I'm paying my bills, but these are going to be conversations that are going to have to happen at some point all across the, the chain. And, and the thing is, there's a lot of people that they're not going to be able to pay their rent. And that 1200 bucks or whenever it arrives, if it arrives, is not going to go very far. And what happens when, you can't pay your rent, but your landlord's like, look, I'm really sorry. I, I hear you, but the bank is not letting me off the hook on my mortgage. And you've got the situation where people are not only unemployed, but homeless or they're, they can't afford to live. What's the next step after that? And what are the police going to do? Come in and like beat up people that are, have, you know, that because of this pandemic 
don't have a home and they have the disease also and there's no faith in the authority already. I mean, we're in the first inning of this thing. First, it was like, oh, I guess no one's going to work. Ooh, I guess some contracts are canceled and some baseball games are canceled and we're, I guess we're not going away for the weekend or going traveling somewhere on vacation. Okay, fine. Those, thing, those things are just like, all right, that sucks. But we haven't even gotten to the, the bad stuff yet. And I, it's just, to me, it's like there already was huge unrest. And this bailout package is just, is just more of the 2008 version that made things so unequal in the first place. So, man, I... And, and, and I'm going to be so skeptical of everything they tell me. Of to course. Me now. I mean, why would you not at this point? So it's really tough there, too, you know? So, and I'm not, you know, one... I probably should have been all along, but even I am now going to be skeptical. So that it means, yeah. So what, what does that mean then? What, 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 okay. Well, here's the Paint thing. More optimism, please, because I, I asked for it. But yeah, I hear you. That, well, that's here, definitely well, Here's the thing. If a person gets sick, and this is kind of back full circle, but let's say you get a virus, a flu or coronavirus or any other disease you might get, and your body's healthy and you eat well and you're robust, it's going to trigger some response from your body and your body's probably going to handle it. It's going to adapt and it's going to fight it off and maybe it'll be even stronger afterward. Your immune system does need some, I think, confrontation with the enemy to get stronger. Um, But if your immune system is compromised or weak or you're not eating well, you're unhealthy, then sometimes the initial thing, the bug, okay, your immune system responds and the bug doesn't get you, but your immune system so overreacts and panics, which I think is most of the uh, cases where people can't breathe. It's a cytokine storm. They, their immune system overreacts and the lungs get filled with fluid and they, they can't breathe. Isn't our financial system and our economy kind of like the sick person that okay, everybody's kind of out of work for a couple of months, maybe more. But that injury, okay, fine, we all lost, we all take a haircut, we all lose some money, the stocks go down, big deal. No, we can't survive that injury. Like, if you're robust, you survive it. You're like, yeah, sucked. I had a little more money saved, I had to use it, but that's what it's for. But if you're compromised and you have a, you know, an insult to your system, you may not, that may be it. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, I think this system is done. Like, someone's like, well, the market's going to bounce back eventually and get in stocks. It's like, yeah, sure. Assuming the system exists in the current form that it does. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overdoing it. Maybe they're going to figure it out. Maybe this printing will paper it over for a while, literally paper it over. And things will somehow get back to normal. But Man, you know, the the coronavirus is kind of a metaphor for what's happening to the system. It's like the the shock, the disruption is it's not something the you know our ill health, you know, our system that's in its ill current state of ill health can withstand. Yeah, and sadly, the uh, you think that's bad. It's not even going to be. It's going to pale in comparison to other countries too. I mean, Africa looks like oh, Africa is not getting. No, I don't know. I don't know because Africa. Coincidentally, it might not be as bad because they have malaria, and malaria, the drug that they take for that is chloroquine or whatever it's called, mm. and that drug mm. is supposedly effective against corona. There's okay. been some debate in the I, media I saw about some that. Scary numbers to, about pointing to them, but hopefully that's true. I mean, that's, that's obviously hopefully that's the case. I what, mean, we don't know. I don't want. I don't want to be too optimistic. That? But I'm hoping. What are your thoughts I, on fast tracking that? Like, I mean, is it? Do you think it has to be 18 months? I mean, uh, no, of course not. This okay. is this is the this. These are the worst people in the world who are doing that stuff. It's like, look, 
They know what the side effects are. I don't think they're that bad. Apparently, it's working in France. Apparently, there's reports of it working uh, in some of the Asian countries. You know, again, if something is like a a treatment that costs a million dollars and seventy five percent of the people die from taking the treatment, then uh, yes, you want to make sure you you don't want to lightly just start giving that to people, even if it's their only chance. But if something is relatively cheap and the side effects are relatively mild and known because it's been used as a malaria drug for a long time. Right. Of course you should be giving people that. Of course you should be trying it. Well, I got you. No, you laughed at me like maybe it was a dumb question, but I mean, I, I meant just for a general and vaccination, whatever it sounded to me, like 18 months, like is basically you have no. to wait that long yeah. in order to be, you know, safe. You don't want to give the whole entire population something and not know, you know, the long-term effects, but right. you know more. So that's so, so. Well, so, I don't know more. I don't know if that's, you know, I, there's been some debate, but I've certainly read anecdotes uh, that are supposedly sourced from legit doctors that said, yeah, I treated you know 40 guys with this and 38 of them were better in five hours, something like that. And then other people say, no, it's not proven. They might have gotten better on their own. Yeah, maybe. But if something's anecdotally popping up in a lot of different places and being used as a treatment by a lot of different doctors, I mean, first thing, I, I'd, I'd want to, and, and it doesn't have, it's not massively expensive or has massive side effects. I'd want to take some of that just in case if I had it. Yeah. For okay. sure. That just reminded me, can I point out too, we always point out the, 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 the negative and uh, I, also what's happening right now throughout the world is basically every single person, all the smartest and brightest people's attention is on this. So there could be some some revelations unforeseen. You know, that, that, that's also very possible here that scientists can't think or we predict any model or whatever. So as far as helping the, the disease, who knows? Who knows? I'm open to there being something that is just that's going to going to stop whatever whatever models are, are projecting too, because the entire world's resources is is aimed at one thing right now. Kind of. I mean, I think <laughs> is, that, is that a too much of an optimistic view? Well, no. It's just that I think that there's a lot of organizations that are standing in the way, like these. Oh well, we can't you know green light this too much of a Hollywood movie. I'm thinking, yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm no. Sure. So I'm not saying it's a Hollywood movie. I'm just saying there's a lot there's a lot of forces. There's a lot of forces standing in the way of basic research and development and experimentation that are necessary. And there are, no, this needs to be approved. We can't do this. And the W, you know, the World Health Organization, I mean, that guy basically said this was nothing to worry about. You didn't need masks. I mean, there's some criminal people involved in this, and I don't think they're actually all on the same page of what they want. You have Bolsonaro telling people, to, you know, it's no big deal. There's lots of different people Across purposes, but yes, there are certainly some people or, or a lot of people doing what they we'll can. And you're right; we'll there, there could be some sort of unforeseen, if not a cure, then a some easy treatment, easy some, treatment some. that's cheap and effective. And yeah, yeah. I agree. And with that. What is that the Elon Musk this? Because I, I know he originally tweeted like the, the panic is dumb, and I know Tesla was one of the last places to close, I think, and they were fighting that, but then he just donated a ton of money too. So it's fine. Well, I had to do that at that point. Once you, yeah, you know, at that point you thought, okay, I right, want to be like just... persona non grata. So yeah, yeah, I donated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right, yeah. Not, but, but I don't, I don't have an opinion money. on Elon Musk. Some people think he's, you know, genius. Some people think he's a total huckster. I have no idea. Okay. All right. Okay. What else next? What's what, what next in your, what, what is next in your mind? So there was that stuff. Um, the other things were, uh, I try to watch that tiger, whatever that thing is. What's it called? Yes. Tiger King. I was going to bring this up as well. I, heard I watched like 40 yeah. minutes, no, like 25 minutes of it. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. I hate when documentaries do this when they start off, 
They have quotes of people being like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, this guy, these guys are total jerks, the cat people. People hyping it up. I hate that. Show, don't tell. Just show what you're showing. It's a documentary. Interview the guy, let him talk. Don't have people get, do the hype train for him before he comes on. Hate that. So that turned me off. I was watching it. It's hard to watch that guy. It's just unpleasant to look at for me. I just don't like looking at that guy. And I like the cats, obviously. And I'm sure it was probably okay. But I was sort of like, I watched like 25 minutes. And I was like, ah, I just don't care. I don't care about this. So I turned it off. And I know everybody's watching it. Everybody loves it. But okay, couldn't cool. get it. My, my, my response to you is I... As I do at the end of every, pretty much every podcast uh, episode, is I try to recommend some things I watch so much, but I don't. Half it's not even for you, and that one I'm not surprised whatsoever. I kind of am with you as far as every uh, documentary following the same formula. Um, I actually watched that one during the League of Leagues draft in the background, so I didn't totally pay 100 percent attention. But the stuff that does happen is absolutely crazy, and it's just it's literally opened up a, a murder case uh, in real life now and a okay. 94 million dollar lawsuit and the uh, the videos. But well, don't but, yeah, give it away. For those who want to watch it's gonna it. be there's gonna be back uh, you can't avoid it man it's it's the culture i'm even yeah. uh the, the back i mean so i gotcha then there's gonna be backlash because of uh that, that usually happens uh gotcha totally understand um that was more of a pop gun popcorn type thing i'm not shocked that that's your opinion at, at all it's it's, okay. it's fine whatever i'm not like imploring you to watch that that's an entertaining thing that kind of captured uh you know the nation type thing it's not really a, a, a list thing i did have to, i have to say i really did enjoy you guys i did catch that XM segment with you guys talking movies and on with Andy Barron's in our basketball podcast, uh, we we're going to talk basketball movies specifically. And he's teased it and not only teased it on last week's show, but talked to uh, since then uh, a couple emails and he just absolutely hates Hoosiers. He thinks it's like the worst, most overrated uh, sports movie of all time. So I laughed when Jeff used the number one overall pick yes. uh, to take Hoosiers. So I'm definitely going to bring that up on the, the I've already informed uh, Barron's at the backstage, but I'm definitely bringing that up. So I thought that was funny. And, um, and I can't remember, I don't think white men can't jump or league of their own were picked. I was going to give you a hard time, but there were some, uh, white men can't jump was pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah, what, so I, wrestler, I was giving you a hard time and you actually did add that. I mentioned so that. Was, I uh, mentioned it. You did mention it. that was good. Um, one other thing I want to say about sports movies is dude, go or, or don't, I don't know, but watch the original trailer of bad news bears. And let me tell you how different we've come in, 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 right. in since then as a culture. I mean, it is just unbelievable the the difference of what they would do in a trailer, right. mind you. Like for everybody, it, it was like everybody saw it. Here, but yeah, it's, well, it'll, even, offend, it'll offend literally even, every human being alive. So it'll I had offend. Sasha watch because Jeff yeah. recommended uh, Sandlot to watch. Some, yeah. I was like, I was with yeah. Sasha, I want to get some movies for her. Yeah. So we watched Sandlot and I never saw the movie. I, it's so you do comparing a movie you watched first when you're 12 to some okay, okay first, but can't do that. okay just calm down just i'm making a point so we watched the movie together and there's one scene where one of the kids i forget his name but he he can't swim or he pretends he can't swim or maybe he really can't swim oh, but yeah. he jumps off the diving board to get the hot lifeguard to rescue him and when she's giving him mouth to mouth he starts making out with her and then he's like, yeah, afterward, you know, and all his friends are like, oh, you know, nice, nice work, you know, and she's kind of pissed. And then in the end, like, he's married to her at the end. Like, that's like the thing. But like, you couldn't even do that anymore. And I remember watching with Sasha, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this, but you know, everybody who watched it when, you know, not when they're 12, because I was 21. That's why I never saw it, because I was way too old to watch that movie when it came out. You know, they, at the time, nobody would have thought anything of that. 
Totally. Yeah. No, and that's not even nearly as long ago as I'm talking bad news. Right. Walter 70s, yeah. yeah. So you, uh, did you, so Sandlot, what'd you think? It was all right. It was kind of stupid. I mean, it, it was, Sasha liked it. She liked it. So okay, that was, good. That was good. I'm glad to hear that. And yeah. then, and then we, we rented, you know, cause I'm trying to find like, Sasha's like getting over the cartoon phase. I mean, she can watch cartoons, but she can watch like kids movies, like with actors. So we uh, rented big, you know, the Tom Hanks movie and, or we, and it was like, in honor of Tom Hanks. Yeah, right. And I'm not a Tom Hanks fan at all. I don't like him, but he's actually good in that. And I'd seen it a long time ago. And apparently there's some totally inappropriate stuff. I had left to go do a podcast or go do something and Heather watched the end of it with her. And, and she's like, it got really kind of inappropriate at one point quickly. And I was like, weird, you know, like, it's PG. Like, what the hell? I was going to say, not only that, I bet you it's rated PG, too. It's yeah, PG. way less harsh, the rankings, too, back then, too. Yep, totally. Yeah, that's, I could see it. I, I don't remember these specific there, but, yeah, there's something weird with, with the anyway, too. Anyway, it's, it's it wasn't too bad. But, uh, so the other thing is, so everybody loved Jeff's list more than mine, but they didn't realize, it's people on Twitter, because they didn't realize, we're just taking movies we liked. We weren't, like, trying to get the greatest of all time, like it was a fantasy draft or something. But I did omit one movie that I thought about later, which was, do you ever see the movie Very Bad Things? Uh, yes, I have seen that. Yeah. I th- yeah. I th- that's, John Favreau? Yes, that? yes. Yeah. Yeah. That sh- and, and Jeremy Piven was in it. Um, yeah, he's, uh, yeah, he has a yeah, bad episode in the bathroom with happening. a... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. So, right. yeah, that movie's great. Yeah, very but that movie, yeah. I realized that's a horror movie. That's a horror movie. That right? is a horror movie. I should have yeah, used that. Yeah, it's one of mine. So I did. I, I had seen the remake of Funny Things that you had oh, brought up. Funny Games. Funny, funny Games. Games. Sorry, yeah, Funny Games. Yeah, you I saw the remake, that. but the original. Yeah, the I've not seen the original. Oh, dude, the original. <laughs> the original Funny Games. I, I only saw it because my friend was working uh, in film production in L.A. My roommate, and he'd bring home movies. This is like in two thousand or whatever. He'd bring home these movies that you know that they were thinking of repping the director or whatever. So, you know, I would watch him with them. And this movie, it was just, it was just maybe the darkest movie I've ever seen. Funny game. It was called funny games. It was a German movie. It was just like, Jesus, this is like nothing, no light at the end of the tunnel in that thing. It was very dark. The remake is not exactly a Hollywood version. It's pretty bad too, but I can only imagine if this is even worse. So yes, I'm sure sure it's worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no. So Jeff, uh, anyway, like I said, you should have said white men can't jump. No hoop dreams if you wanted to get. No, nah, I didn't it. like hoop dreams. Thought it was overrated. Yeah, it's so long, and it's uh, I have not seen it in a very long time. We can talk about that obviously with the basketball movies. But the reason I did like Jeff, I will say, is not only Major League, which I just love, and that it's a movie that I think does stand up, and I just truly love it. Um, but also, like you threw up some campy ones like The Program, which I appreciated. So I do give Jeff props uh, in this one. But it's funny. I didn't realize – I did hear you talking. So so the consensus is that Jeff dominated oh, you. Oh, everybody was like oh. Jeff by a mile, Jeff this. Even the Rotowire account uh, was, oh, but, was putting oh. his uh, thumb on the scale for him. But I don't I only care. I took one more note, though. Hold on. I only took one more note of picks yeah. I liked, and it was you, to your credit. I think my favorite pick of all the comedies, which were some off-the-wall ones, was uh, Groundhog Day. That was my, my favorite pick of the draft. Thing. Yeah, well, that, that my comedies funny. were – crushed it i mean tropic thunder tropic thunder yeah, should have said you know i have people like do you realize that's that's what started nutless monkey mind you so that is that, what started nutless monkey yeah. tropic thunder is like that's great and then 
What else? I had Sideways, which was a great yeah, movie, oh, yeah. although Heather oh. can't watch it because the wine uh, stuff is so bad, uh, apparently, that she can't watch it. Uh, now, does that mean Merlot is good or what? I'm curious. Yeah, no, there's nothing. Yeah, it's not that it's good. It's that I, I well, actually, I don't know, but that there's plenty of good Merlots. Like, there's nothing, I think, about Merlot per se that's bad. And that it was just such, it was like us watching. It was like when I watched the beginning of Silver Linings Playbook and Robert De Niro is like betting and they're talking about the Eagles. And I'm like, this stuff, this is so bad. This is so unrealistic. I can't believe how bad this is. And that's how she feels about that. And of course, Dr. Strange Love, I had an animal house. I mean, I had like yeah, a, I mean, yeah. did you, you saw a drug? Did you see Dr. Strange Love? The only one is, is honestly, I've not seen that. I've seen all the rest, but that one I haven't, I didn't even know that was Kubrick. That's right. Right. Kubrick, right. He's yeah. awesome. Uh, Dude, so, that's no, like the I funniest mean, movie of all time, but it's and okay, and super dark, right. super dark comedy. Well, I like dark. So, okay. As right, dark as right. it gets, as dark as it gets. All right. Okay, I, I obviously probably should have seen it. Okay, I'll, I'll check that out. But no, I love the Groundhog Day um, pick. And um, yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a, oh, I'm going to do, I did lists on that, whatever, that long article I said I was writing. And I'm, I'm going to have Sideways as on top, probably still top 10 on my list, yeah. regardless of the uh, the wine. I love that movie. Um, but anyway, well done. It was, uh, yeah, I thought that was uh, super entertaining. So, and the, the thing about Sideways was that I loved, and I talked about this with Jeff on the show for a minute, is that, the setup is that dude, you know, his, his buddy, there's, there's Paul Giamatti and his buddy who they go on this road trip and the buddy's like, you know, hitting on women. He's like the man. He's like, yeah, come on, dude, loosen up. And all these movies, even though it's his bachelor, it's mind you, he's getting married, right? He's the one getting married, but he, you know, he's like the guy who's like, Oh, come on, let's talk to these girls, man. Like, why are you so uptight? Why are you so hung up on your ex-wife? You know? And it's sort of like the loser guy who's struggling to write this book that nobody cares about. And the cool guy just goes with the flow and talks to people and has a good time. And most of the movies, it's set up like that. And it's sort of like how the, the guy comes out of his shell, like the loser guy, and, you know, learns from that guy. But this totally turned that genre on its head because the easygoing guy, you know, the, the cool guy was the most broken man of all time. And the loser guy did something so heroic for him to get the wallet back under the circumstances yeah. in which he had to get it back. Right. He had to run in. <laughs> that guy runs up the street. Yeah, so that boy, naked obese dude so is running. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, loud so like, here. but the thing about that is like, that was a heroic act that he did, you know, to save his friend. Yeah, and sure. so, you know, it was sort of like, I, I, I just thought that was just really uh, intelligent, you know, the, the way they subverted that whole genre. So I, I really uh, liked that movie, but I do, uh, I do respect Heather's wine objection to it, and I probably sure. would like it less if I knew more about wine. Yeah, Alexander Payne's great. Um, no, he's really good. Uh, yeah, no, it was good stuff. And, and, I'll um, say one more thing, though, too. Action movies, First Blood is one of the best action movies of all time. And I know the Rambo series has diluted it, and people are like, oh, Rambo, that's like some stupid, like, one dude with a giant machine gun, like, shoots up like 10, you know, 10,000 dudes by himself. But the original version of that, was totally legit. It wasn't. It wasn't like that at all. I mean, it was a little like that, but it was. It was like a really good movie. Yeah. So no, I, that was one of the background. Her last uh, fantasy football like in person draft this year for some reason. But that is very dark, very slow, and very different than you'd picture all the other Rambo. Yeah, you got to rewatch that. That's to me. That's yeah. like stands the test of time. Yeah. No, I know you've t- you've been talking about that one for years. But Doctor Strangelove, I've not heard you speak of before. But um, yeah, good movie talk. And I hear you about Tiger King. It's fine. It's it's super entertaining and a quick one to binge. But it's not like I would implore Chris Liss or I'm surprised that you had that reaction. But all these nightless monkeys are like agreeing with Jeff, and it really annoys me. I'm like. 
Screw you, man. You guys, they're like, ah, oh, dude, you got bad taste. He's like, I have bad taste? No, you have no taste. You just don't know. But it's funny because taste is something you could argue. Like they just think, oh, you, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, no doubt. And also, of course, I like how you framed it. You know, these are the movies we like, not saying the best ever. Yeah, do you really want to write? I mean, I'm doing the same with my list. I'm not, right. I don't want to write Citizen Kane or the right, exactly. You know? Gone with the wind. You know, it's like I don't care what the what I'm supposed to draft. God, I watched that in, cl- in college class. That, that was bad. That's like bad soap opera Gone with yeah. the Wind. It's, it's I don't even know if that's thing. considered good. Yeah, Citizen Kane is the one everyone thinks is so good. Yeah, All right, a uh, couple more things. One is uh, Jeff asked me this on today's radio show, and he said, uh, what, uh, what new things have you been doing during the break? So I was going to ask you that. You know, I have not really done anything new, sadly. Um, I, uh, I've been just writing too much of this. Uh, they wanted to wait for this thing. I talked about this recap of too much of my sports uh, taught takes uh, waiting for football to launch, which is some whatever backstage stuff with, with Yahoo. But um, honestly, so far with me, um, spending, I don't know, forced to spend more time with my kids, which I guess has been a good thing. But um, not, not a, nothing's really changed with me. I mean, I'm a homebody who works from home. You know, I mean, no sports has been a drastic change. But honestly, uh, for me, nothing jumps to mind. What about you? Well, so I was just telling Jeff this. This has just been like the last week. But Sasha, you know, she's like really big and she's pretty fast. And, you know, Heather's family were like professional athletes, the whole family. And so I've been trying to get her into sports, right? But she has like no interest in tennis. We put a racket in her hand. She gets bored. A little bit of basketball, but there's not a great place to play here. Uh, soccer, which she could do here, she's not really into. So I'm sort of like, she likes to run and climb and do stuff. But I'm like, you know, she's got to play a sport. She's got to be crushing people. She's the biggest kid. She's the heaviest kid. She's like probably the strongest kid. And so for some, she, she came in the room and I taught her a couple punches a while ago, like throw, you know, cause I took some boxing lessons and I showed her a few punches. <laughs> and so she came in with the soccer ball in a plastic bag, you know, with the handle in the bag and the balls in the bag saying, can you hold this up so I can punch it? And so for the last several days, we just been going over the punches and I've been like, no, 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 get your hips back. Keep your, keep your torso straight. Don't lunge. It's, it's from the legs, you know, do the jab, 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 right one one two one two pop it i was like nope you're leaning and she just wants to do it all day she just wants to do more boxing that's it and i'm like she's actually crushing that ball i mean she is and it's good exercise you know she's stuck in the house so she's got to get some angst out anyway but it's the weirdest thing she's super into boxing so we were watching like hearns Hagler. I was like, okay, watch this, right? I was like, this is like the best fight of all time. She doesn't realize like how bad boxing matches are. Like Hearns Hagler was just a, a total war. And then I was, and then I, then I started showing, showing her like the Ong Bak, like Tony Jaw scenes yeah. where he's like running from those dudes and sliding into the car and fighting like four dudes. And then I was showing her some Jackie Chan. I can't show her like, you know, I got to make sure it's kind of PG ish because, you know, some of those action movies are kind of rough, but, uh, you know, they'll, some guy's face gets smashed open or something. So, you know, the Jackie Chan and the Tony Jaw is kind of more, it's kind of more slapsticky. But uh, anyway, that's what I've been doing. I've been like teaching my kid to fight, which I like. And then, oh, yeah, for sure. And then showing her like martial arts movies. Yeah, and I've been running in the backyard a little bit, Clay. That's why I was curious. You're saying, so you still walk, when you go and walk the neighborhood, you still just, you're not wearing the mask. That's why I was curious because we've been doing that. She likes to run, man. She was getting good at soccer and it sucks, all this stuff that you're, you're missing out on. But, um, 
uh, different things with school. They're starting an interactive class. So they're kind of like once uh, or a couple times a week, they're, they see each other, which is nice, but they've just been informed that school's out for the year, which I thought was obvious going to happen all along, right. but that was just informed today. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, um, spending, spending more time with the, the little man too. When, when, when my, my wife helps with my daughter with school, but, um, it's been, it's been fine, but, um, boy, the thing is, is, uh, inning two, we're uh, in inning two, reading yeah, one, exactly. That's wait till it's inning five. How are right. you doing? Right. I've gone deep in all this stupid sports stuff and talking, thinking about what my favorite movies and directors are, but it's all going to go away very soon. And then if there's no sports for a while, uh, man, even me well, and Netflix and, and all the TV, all that's going to run out for me, even me. So I, I don't know what's going to happen. Well, I just bought a Python course, so I'm, I started learning. You know, it seems pretty simple. You should you could download it, it was like eleven bucks an online course to to learn Python because I'm sorry, I've always wanted to learn to program a computer. Right, like I right. know how to do ex- some Excel stuff, not like crazy, but pretty good. And I always, I was sort of like lazy of me that I never really learned this stuff, so I'm going to learn it. And uh, yeah, I was going to say some people could learn different languages. Here I am thinking of. Uh, I'm in another country. Language. I should, but now I don't speak to anybody in Portuguese. Unfortunately, right. I'd have a better chance learning it. You know, without the zombie apocalypse. So happening. Python's a good call. That's a good. That's interesting to, to yeah. learn how to do some what some coding or what. Yeah, I wanted to uh, learn how to code. Uh, so yeah. when I lose my job, I'll be able to do something. And then uh, finally, that's a joke. But maybe it won't, maybe it won't be maybe it won't be a joke. The more of this, I'm, I'm podcasting with you. That's, right. that's what I'm doing. That's oh, that's a very productive activity. That's uh, a yeah, great great sure. great idea. So okay, before I let you go, um, so we're doing that NBA all time draft, and I drew the I drew the lots. So it goes Dre, Jeff, me, Nick Whalen. So I'm picking third, and. The problem with that is, so Jordan and LeBron will go one, two, unless Dre is crazy enough to take Garnett, which he might be. Can yeah. you imagine if I got like LeBron? I wanted you to swoop from him, but yeah, I know. I wonder now. But yeah, like, I so do. I don't really want Garnett, actually. I, I might take him just to punish Dre, not to let him get it on the way back. Like if he gets LeBron or Jordan, I don't want him to get Garnett, too. But I really want Larry Bird and Steph Curry. That's how I want to build my team. I want to. I was going to say you can say this now because that draft's probably yeah. going to happen by the time yeah. you release it. So yeah, that's that's the strategy. Minutes. Okay. So I th- what do you, you think? That's a bad idea. Larry Bird and Steph Curry. This is twenty twenty basketball where it's all about three point shooting, spacing the floor, and I, they both can pass. They both too. pass. So, yeah, and Larry, yeah. Larry, you know, used to rebound. I don't know. You know, and he's six nine. I don't know about you know in this day and age, but six yeah, nine played defense, rebounded. I mean, no one's blocking that shot. He's six foot nine, shooting the three, and you know, I don't know, man. That'd be so tough to defend. Like I said last week, I mean, last pod, you know, Dwayne Wade said the toughest aspect of Curry is his off the ball movement. So that would, right. be, yeah, that would just I mean, Curry, so much. As, as long as Bird would translate, you would better than me as an old man. As long as his game would translate, like I said, go I watch, he go Google. Literally, go, does not did not have a hundred three season in his career. Go which, watch you know, Curry has getting off the bus. So as long as you think that would translate, that's the different era. Then then I'm with you. Go watch some Larry Bird highlights. I, it's they're like some of the sickest basketball highlights you'll see from any player. It's <laughs> I really just maybe I listen to too much Simmons. So I mean, so, so no, 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 okay. oh, no, no, right. Larry Bird. Okay. Larry Bird won right. three MVPs. You know, Magic Johnson said when Magic Johnson said he was the only player, Larry Bird was the only player he ever feared. Larry Bird was was a badass. I mean, he was really good. But and his game, I think, would translate to a finesse three point shooting style game. Movement. So finesse. what pick? What pick do you have? The third pick. So okay. I, I, you know, I could take Bird, but then I'm worried that Waylon. I don't think Waylon will take Curry, but 
those are like two picks that you know bird would be like a top 10-ish pick and curry would be like a top 20-ish pick but who cares we're not we're not getting you know dre asked he was like are are we getting the best guys ever are we the best team ever i'm like best team ever so you don't want to just say let's say you think kareem wilt and shaq are three of the top five you want two of them what you three you know you can take all three and just be like all right i'm just going big but like how do you get the, you know those guys can't all be on the floor at the same time Shaq Kareem and Wilt or you know Shaq Kareem and Bill Russell you need you know you need some shooters and and you know guys yeah, you, you can yeah no, that's why it makes guys like Garnett interesting and you definitely need to take Curry ahead of Bird come on now come on no I don't think so I don't think so <laughs> all right okay well I'm very curious how this uh, turns out for sure the MJ and LeBron thing you know I was thinking about this after you you threw that at me last week isn't basically I don't really ever hear this much isn't the worst argument against MJ who let me be clear was my guy I'll never again probably care about anything in sports like I did those Bulls games when I was a kid because that just meant everything to me even though I was nowhere near Chicago um isn't the worst argument against Jordan uh that the Bulls were one bad call away from winning the finals without him I mean, they were what? What their bad call against the Knicks, and they would have probably they would have been uh, the favorite in the the finals. Yeah, against, about fifty uh, fifty against Houston in the finals. But yeah, yeah so um, I mean, I mean, isn't that kind of crazy that like Jordan plays and that team goes that far without their best player, without, you know, uh, yeah. without the best player of all time, and yet it was like only a hair worse, and easily if if they don't get that three three free throw call on Hubert Davis, yes, they may go to the finals and win the whole thing. Yeah, I, I think that's something, but I also think it's crazy that he won six titles and the two, obviously that's in his prime because it's the dead center of those two six. T- he probably would have won eight straight titles. I mean, that, you know, eight straight, man. Yeah, you're right. I mean, Pippen and Phil Jackson you know, maybe had something to do with that, but, you know. No, I, mean, I know. I love, believe me. I love. I hate Jordan. I, and I, I hate Jordan. I, I don't like I the guy at all. Guy. Yeah, no, but he's, it's not, and not only did he do that, but. He played where you could grab and clutch and beat up everybody. For sure. Oh, you know, I know. Oakley I know. and Mason, he had to deal with Oakley and Mason just crushing him, although he was the whiniest wine every second. But still, I mean, nowadays, imagine Jordan be untouched. Oh, I was, know. Really good defensively, too. Awesome defensively. One of the, I mean, it's the final five minutes of a game. Just, it's just going to be, he, he's going to win. I so mean, competitive. Never felt any athlete ever been more sure that they're going to win my entire life. I just mean, a total sure. monster and, and strong. Like he got, he was skinny when he came in the league, but he was jacked. By the time he was going through the second three championships, and he was a total monster. I I also think like Iverson, without the hand checking, he would get to the rim every single time. It would be like Russell Westbrook if he if Russell Westbrook were like twice as fast. So that that's the other thing. It's like Iverson was a low percentage shooter, but. He went to the line all the time, and he would get absolutely destroyed by yeah, the Yeah, but that's like Trey Young today, isn't it? Just like too much of a lie, like the worst defensive player. He's one thing to be like Curry. Well, he used to lead the league in steals, average. but he, he didn't I know, stay in front of Steve, him. I know, steals, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I think maybe on the defensive end. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that, though. But well, uh, Dre always says perimeter defense isn't that big a deal. Right. Like it's not yeah, the okay. thing that's going to kill you. But anyway, right. all right. right. Well, let's wrap this up. I got to do this other one in like yeah, sure. 10 I'm going to say one thing that I saw you saying of next next people talk about because I want to pick your brain a little. Uh, is uh, you went over? You're going over some wide receivers, correct? Yeah, I'm writing them up for the magazine. I, cool. I feel like we'll assuming yeah. things are going to happen. Hopefully, oh, so well, I'm still, heard writing, that. still cool. writing them. We'll, we'll talk to wide receivers. But all right, man. So stay safe and uh, and, and everyone over there. All right, man. Thanks. Take it easy, Dalton. All right, later, Liz. Later.